Hello everybody, welcome to twitch.tv slash jchenzor, aka the Chenzor Dynasty. I am your host, James Chen, aka jchenzor himself. We are here for an episode of the Chen Reaction, and what a Chen Reaction we have, alright? You want to see my reaction to this? That's my reaction, okay? Because <laughs> seriously, we've got a big one here, and that is that Arxis has announced some really cool stuff. Let's take a look at their announcements here. All right, so their first thing they said, closed beta signups for Guilty Gear Strive have begun. For details, please check the official website. Signups via this website will be decided by lottery, so there is no guarantee that you will receive a beta code. How cool! We've got ourselves a beta! Is that one of the coolest things? No, there's more that they announced. Okay, so two out of three, they said, Those who filled out surveys at Arc Revo 2019, Frosty Faustings, Faustings, Evo Japan 2020, and JPO 2020 do not need to apply as you are guaranteed a beta code. We will be con contacting event survey registrants and lottery winners via email after April 13th. Hey, cool, so if you filled out one of those things, you get in automatically. Is that what I'm excited about? No, because then they said three out of three. Oh, by the way, roll back net code. Oh my god. Oh my god. Roll back netcode. Now, um where do they say this here? Uh they added a little bit of extra information over here somewhere. And I'm trying to see uh if I can get this information for you guys here. The press release. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I mean, we've been talking about this netcode stuff for a long time because rollback netcode is clearly the preferred version of netcode. Now, they said the beta will be delay netcode as it has been planned originally, but uh, the intention is that the official release will have rollback net code. Uh, I don't know if you count this as the first anime fighting game with rollback. If you count Skullgirls or like them's fighting herds or something like that because uh, maybe you can count those as anime fighting games because they're kind of similar. But man. God. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening and you know what? You guys made it happen. You guys absolutely made it happen because, like I said, I had heard rumblings that all the surveys that were being taken at Frosty Faustings and at, you know, uh, Arc Revo Worlds, that the replies were overwhelmingly in favor of having rollback netcode be super important. And if that didn't happen, I don't think this would have actually happened. If you guys did not do your diligence in making sure you said rollback netcode was so important, I don't think that this would be happening. And good job, people. Good job to you guys, because if we get this rollback netcode 
from for Guilty Gear Strive. Oh my god. Now again, for those of you who are watching this maybe for the first time, what's the difference between delay-based netcode and rollback netcode and why is it so important? Well, the idea is that delay netcode, when two games get off of sync of each other, so there's the whole concept that the that the, the, the that when two matches connect against each other in a peer-to-peer -peer connection, so my computer, your computer, when they talk to each other like this, uh, they sometimes can get out of sync. Messages can be lost, your inputs disappear, and uh, that's just the nature of networking. You cannot prevent that. So what happens is that normally, traditionally, in most online games, rollback netcode was designed specifically for fighting games. Uh, normal netcode is that stuff will happen and then one guy will go ahead of the other person because this person's missing your inputs over here. So what happens is this guy has to catch up a little and then people keep getting out of sync. And whenever that happens, whoever's behind, whoever's ahead basically, um, I'm not sure the exact technical details, but I think it's whoever's behind then, you know, when they hit their buttons, what they hit doesn't not input until a few frames later. So it basically delays your input so that a lot of the times, my first experience with a uh, fighting game online was CVS2 on the Xbox, the original Xbox. When Ken whiffed his uppercut, went, sure you can. If I hit the button to punish him when he landed, it was too late and they could always block. I literally had to go, sure you can hit the button here and then the delay would occur and then the button would come out and I'd actually hit him. But I hit the button way up there, whereas if I played offline, I would hit it way when he landed like normal. So delayed netcode forces you to play the game. Uh, you have to hit buttons earlier to accomplish what you want to do. So what's happening on screen is a lie. You can't rely on that. If someone dashes... So I played Zangief because I just did roll spinning pile driver. Because by the time you saw the roll and you hit the button, even if you hit the button on time to react visually to Zangief rolling at you, the delay netcode would make your button actually come out a few frames later. So you would roll up and SBD people. <laughs> there was no way they could stop you. So I definitely played Zangief and used scumbag netcode tactics. What rollback netcode, however, does is that if you get out of sync, rather than delaying uh, one of the players till the, so that they can catch up, uh, so that the two can be synced again, uh, what they always do is they just record the state of all the inputs and they take uh, basically save states of the game. Whenever something gets desynced, when they try to resync it up, they'll go, oh shoot, these two games are desynced right now. One I think is over here and one's over here, but I missed all these inputs. So rather than delay anybody so that they can catch up, what I'll do is I'll go back to the last known state that we were at, which was down over here, take these inputs and replay everything that happened as if the inputs were done on time and then snap the game into a true state. It'll actually rewrite history essentially and put it in a natural state. Now, when implemented badly, that's when you see all the jumping occur and that's why you'll see someone go block and then they get hit or they get hit and then they block and stuff. But when implemented correctly, this happens so frequently and so quickly that you very rarely see the rollbacks. But 
What this allows you to do then is to trust your visual reactions. If you see Zangief roll and you hit the button on time, if one person's inputs get lost in network and Zangief spinning pile drives you because you didn't hit it in time, the game will go, oh, wait a second, he did hit a button. I just got that information. It'll go back and then make sure that you did hit the button on time and stop Zangief out of his role before he can spinning pile drive you. Now, like I said, that creates this weird, you know, bounciness and, and, and jerkiness that we see in Street Fighter V, but when implemented correctly, as we see in Skullgirls, as we've seen in Killer Instinct, as we've seen in Mortal Kombat 11, as we've seen in them fighting herds, and as we've seen in Fight of Animals, and, you know, uh, Punch Planet, and all these other games that you that utilize GGPO, when implemented correctly, we don't see that, and it's super smooth, and it's super amazing. So, this is the announcement. All of Arxis's games, including Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, including Dragon Ball Fighters and BB Tag that have all just come out, have all been delay-based netcode because the internet infrastructure in Japan is vastly superior to the US. Japan is a tiny country, so the travel distance of information is not 3,000 plus miles from Maine to California uh, like it is in the United States. And so for them, for the longest of time, delay-based netcode worked properly. If you guys watch any of their uh, online, like Street Fighter online tournaments, it runs so smooth and everyone looks like they're playing offline. It's crazy. Um, but it never worked for the U.S. because our infrastructure is poor, our distances are farther. And so Japan has never been very good at implementing rollback netcode. And in fact, when they do implement it, we get Street Fighter V. Now, Capcom has definitely improved on that. MVCI netcode was friggin' brilliant. Uh, just no one played that game because it got kiboshed by the internet very quickly. And yes, I still blame social media for the uh, kiboshing of MVCI. <laughs> but um, Arxis has never implemented it. And now, and now, Arxis is saying we are implementing rollback netcode. You don't understand how big this is. This is the first Japanese developer, not Capcom, to really change this and do this. And I'm sure the Mark of the Wolves that came out and got updated by Code Mystics into rollback netcode was a factor because that game suddenly spiked in sales and suddenly spiked in the amount of people playing that game because it was playable online. I was just playing some Grand Blue Fantasy Versus online against uh, guys that you see in the chat. I played against Gundam Jehudi Kai and it was seven frames of delay. Now seven frames is a little over one tenth of a second and doesn't sound like much, it's a lot. If someone, people do universal overheads and you stand up and block it in time, you don't stand up and block it in time, it's really crazy. It's really, really tough to play on delay-based netcode when it starts going bad. Uh, rollback netcode, man, if implemented properly, is amazing. And so that Arxis is willing to take the time so take Guilty Gear Strive, which was originally developed for delay-based netcode. And again, netcode is not something that you can just go, oh, hey, here's the, uh, you know. You, netcode is not something where you're just like, 
here's delay based netcode. Alright, so I'm going to plug in in the USB. Here's my delay based netcode. Oh, you know what? I want to do rollback netcode instead. So you unplug that and you plug in rollback netcode instead. Right? That's not that simple. It's not just as straightforward as that. There's a lot more to it than just unplugging it. You have to do a lot of work in order to change your game to be rollback fit. So, the fact that Arxis is willing to take Guilty Gear Strive, which is in development, which has already been in development, which is probably very far along in development because we've had playable demos, which means the game is very far along. You can't even imagine how much work you have to go through before you can even get to a remotely playable demo. If you have a playable demo, the game is practically like 80% done, I swear, in my opinion. Uh, because you've gotten a lot of stuff working. Now it's just tweaking all the mechanics and everything like that and changing UI and graphics. Uh, the fact that they're willing at this point in time to go back, take out the birds? Take out the uh, delay netcode and w push in the rollback netcode and tie it in and wire everything up together is a huge, huge message from Arxis that they hear us and that they understand how important it is and that they want us to be happy. Oh my, like seriously, I'm just like, there's that one scene where Aladdin tries to describe to the genie about Princess Jasmine and he's like, oh, and you know, but she's got this smile and her eyes and, oh. Like, that's how I feel right now <laughs> about talking about Arxis, Guilty Gear Strive, and Rollback Netcode. I'm just sitting here going like, so, you know, and they took out, and then they actually, and the, <laughs> and I'm so happy. You don't understand how happy I am about this Rollback Netcode announcement. Now, of course, there's going to be uh, some... <laughs> Okay, so you did hear the birds. At least somebody's heard the birds, so they know what I was talking about. Um, but, um, obviously, there is a monkey's paw potential here. You know? <laughs> uh, from The Simpsons, there's a monkey's paw potential here. Because, as I said, if poorly implemented, rollback netcode can be awful. Street Fighter V's netcode has been something that we've had to put up with as opposed to enjoy. Street Fighter V has implemented rollback netcode, but they have done such a poor job of it that many matches were unplayable for four years. They just recently released a fix, and it fixed some things, but it's still pretty bad. And when you play very, very bad matches, you just get the... You know, that's the kind of game that you play, and it's really awful, and you do not enjoy it at all. So, the whole thing is, do we have a monkey's paw thing, and that Arxis will create rollback netcode, and it sucks? We don't know. We have no idea. But, but... There's a lot of resources out there for Arxis, and I have never known Arxis to half-ass anything. They can make mistakes, 
such as the BB tag and the Dragon Ball menu being the walk around lobby thing, which was not like, I get the why they implemented it and they try to do something cool, but that didn't work. As you can see in Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, they went back to the Guilty Gear Exert style, which is, hey, regular video game menu, and only when you create a room do you have this cool little lobby screen. That was, see, Arxis knows what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They, they, but again, and even if they make game decisions like Danger Time that are like not exactly what you want, it doesn't matter because they, like the graphics thing that they do, right? The, the 2D and artwork stuff that they've made is so beautiful and they're so good at it. And I really just, you know, knock on wood, no monkey's paw things. I really have a lot of faith in Arxis to be able to do this correctly, okay? So I, I, I do believe that Arxis will be able to do this correctly. And even if they do do it badly and incorrectly, do we think it's going to take four years for them to try to make an improvement? Come on. Come on. I mean, supposedly in April, the patch for Grand Blue Fantasy Versus is already going to take out the proximity guard bug. And so, you know, they're, they're on top of things. So hopefully uh, they're, they're doing it. Zynac is working on... Oh, so we actually have people who are helping out with this. So according to DSky, Zynac is working on the net code. So we have good feedback from uh, US players here uh, as well. So that's awesome. So we'll have people trying to help, you know, quality control it, test it, make sure it works. And if they're gonna test the rollback net code, they better test it in America because America is where it's gonna be needed the most. Uh, Oh, Zynac worked on KI from what people said. Okay. Because I was about to say, too, there's also a lot of good resources out there, too. Tom and, I'm sorry, Tony Cannon, who created GGPO, has already put out their original GGPO, which was the originator of Rollback Netcode. Tony Cannon already put all of his code out for free on GitHub under the MIT license so anybody can use it and use it as a basis. So Arxis already has that uh, for them. It's gonna take a lot of work to be able to, you know, integrate it into their game, but they have a lot of the experiences and bugs that Tony Cannon has gone through. And hopefully, I haven't looked at the code, but if Tony Cannon, Cannon commentated it well at least maybe he can explain like why some of the bugs happen like this is here to prevent this bug from happening you know and and that way Arxis has already kind of a head start there's a lot of resources out there you know you've got guys like Mike Z you've got guys who have worked with rollback net code all over the place I'm sure Tony Cannon would be more than happy to help if Riot actually lets him I don't know if that's would be contract breaking now that I think about it so maybe Tony Cannon couldn't help but still, there's a lot of resources out there, and uh, GGPO uh, is a uh, browser-based GGPO? Someone actually made a browser-based GGPO called Red GGPO? That's crazy. Um, that's crazy. That's cool. Okay. Um, but yeah. Um, It's just, I, I, I can't even explain to you how happy I am about this. Now, do I even dare 
Do I even dare? Can I even put this idea in everybody's head to create the ultimate disappointment? Do I even want to suggest this? They have experience now ripping out delay-based netcode from their game and swapping it in for rollback netcode. So that means it might be easier for them with this experience to go back to some of their older games like Grand Blue Fantasy Versus and Dragon Ball Fighters that maybe it could be something they could go back and think about doing? <laughs> oh, okay, no, 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 no. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say on that topic. Probably not gonna happen. Probably not gonna happen. But man, if they did that, oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Because, I mean, we've already been seeing a lot of the grumblings about Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Some people are saying that they just can't even play it online anymore. The Samurai Showdown community is suffering badly because the net code is so poorly implemented uh, that a lot of people have just decided that they're just going to stop playing the game. You know, some people are just like, oh, well, I'm not going to play this anymore. I retired from Samurai Showdown because the net code is so bad. Man. If they, oh jeez, yeah, I mean, Grand Blue 2.0, right. So that's the thing, for Season 2, obviously, it's not something that I expect to happen soon, but if they just, like, if Grand Blue, once it gets to Season 2 next year, NRS did it with Mortal Kombat, Games is the kind of company that would have the funds and the cash to do something like this, you know? At least Grand Blue. At least Grand Blue. I mean, Dragon Ball is already in its second season. Maybe not quite yet. Uh, I'm sorry, it's already in its third season now, right? Is Dragon Ball in its third season now? Yes, right? Because we've had two world championships. Yes, it's in its third season now. Uh, so, um, no, buy Grand Blue right now. Learn it right now. Learn it right now. So that, God, man. <laughs> Hey, thank you, Spliced Helix. Thank you very much. Uh, trying, trying. It, it helps when you... <laughs> and again, I'm not saying that I don't eat as much as I did before because I'm broke and, uh, you know, and I'm running out of supplies at home. I'm not... I'm intentionally not eating as much. I've definitely shrunk my stomach a lot so that I uh, am definitely... Uh, just intaking less calories. <laughs> but Grand Blue Fantasy Versus is very, very fun. So, uh, hey! Suck my nuts, Bane! Suck my nuts, Bane. Uh, you know what the sad thing is, Atomic Number, is that I've barely played Ring Fit. After I bought Ring Fit and decided that I was gonna use it a bunch of times, that's when I started going into hardcore streaming and then hardcore editing and then hardcore uploading and all this stuff. And seriously, literally, I have 
like no time. <laughs> I don't have time for Ring Fit anymore. Ring Fit is fun. It's a, they do a great job with it. It's actually a really, really well-designed game, very smart. But I'm heading into the Ask Jay Chenzor section here at this point by accident. So uh, let me just conclude here with this whole thing on the, on the Guilty Gear Strive. By throwing Guilty Gear Strive into the realm of rollback netcode, I really feel like this is the beginning of the future for Guilty Gear. Because, I mean, obviously a lot of people out there aren't really fans of the, uh, some of the gameplay changes. Uh, but I've seen a lot of people say to me on Twitter, they're like, well, now that they're adding rollback, this just went from a, I don't care about it to I'm definitely pre-ordering this game uh, st st stance. And because it is going to be more neutral heavy, it might actually be good for people to bring people into the Guilty Gear universe. This could be, honestly, and again, do, do I dare do this, but if the rollback netcode is good and the game is just still good overall, this could be the beginning of the biggest Guilty Gear insurgence and growth of player base in all of Guilty Gear history. It, it, it has so much potential to do so many wonderful things. Now, do I expect it to become the main game of the fighting game community? Probably not. But if we can get it up to the point where Guilty Gear Strive is played as much and has as much entry numbers as Street Fighter V and Tekken 7 is always in the mix with all those games, it'll be, oh God, you know, finally. Finally, Guilty Gear will be in that position that it's in its rightful place that it's deserved to be in this whole entire time. Um, I have, uh, and, and this is crazy because I've had for like a month, like a bunch of direct feed Guilty Gear Strive footage that I was able to capture. And I just haven't had time to sit down and edit it and voice it over and put it up on the internet. But I'm definitely gonna be doing that very soon. So we'll be able to see uh, a few of the things about some of the characters and everything. So there's going to be some cool stuff there. I haven't had a chance to put it out yet, but that should be coming out if I can sit down and have time to edit it or if I can throw it to an editor uh, with a script or something like that and they can try to edit it and we can see how it goes. But again, I, I am so happy for Guilty Gear. And yeah, obviously this is a crazy year this year and so it's going to be hard for anything to have its biggest year this year, but... Can it? And by the time Guilty Gear Strive comes out, it'll be late in the year. Hopefully we should have uh, things under control here in the world, <laughs> please. Because it would be nice to be able to start traveling and have some work again and be able to do some commentary again. That would be super cool. Uh, but there you go. So uh, super stoked, super happy about this. All of you should be super happy about this. God, I'm excited. God, it's like the best news that we could have gotten in all this time. So um, that's all here for the Chen reaction. What I'm going to do is jump back to the title screen and then uh, come back again for the Twitch audiences, but start over again with a new introduction for all the YouTube audiences. But for those of you on YouTube, make sure you uh, subscribe and like, and if you, you know, tell us about all, how much you love the content that we've been putting up here on 
youtube.com slash ultrachentv. I may use you as a quote on the Ultra Chen TV Twitter channel as well as a testimonial on how much people enjoy our channel. I mean, literally since the beginning of March, it's been two thirds of the way through March, we've put out over 31 videos on our YouTube channel already. We are cranking out the content on our YouTube channel. So uh, hope you guys appreciate that and are enjoying all the stuff that we're putting out on the channel. Also, if you have any feedback on the content that we put out, did you prefer Chen Reaction and First Attack as one video? Do you like it now that I've split this back into two videos? Which is your preference? Do you like the fact that on the Grand Blue Fantasy versus videos, I've been doing all this little tiny editing and on the first attacks, I've been super OCD about the editing and cutting out repeated sentences, you know, and cutting out myself saying, right? And well, and uh, and, and etc., etc., as much as I can. <laughs> that doesn't disrupt the flow. So let me know. And uh, I, dude, J, J, J Ponice, uh, SCWB. I have no, oh, J, JP1 is CWB. That's what I'm going to guess. Uh, I would love to play if I can get, I haven't played Breath of the Wild on stream, I haven't played Teppin, I haven't played anything recently uh, that hasn't been fighting game related uh, because I've been doing nothing but editing. I've been going to sleep on average of 6am every night because I'm up here rendering and then after I render I have to upload and then after I upload I have to make sure all stuff is scheduled and ready to go all that takes time usually by the time the cycle is over the upload finishes at around 3 a.m. and so then I start putting in all the information and the timestamps take a while so doing the timestamps for a Chen reaction can take about 15 minutes for me and so then I'm up until four, you know, and that's just generally the entire process that I'm going through all the time. So if I can get uh, an editor to do a lot of this work for me, that will free up my nighttime for doing a lot more streams and to play all the random games again. So I'm in talks with certain people about editing, so we will see what happens with that. So, and then I can get back to all the other non-fighting game stuff that I really, really want to do. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. JP is one, JP one is CWB. <laughs> JP, JP, that's what I'm trying to do, JP. I'm trying to hire uh, an intern, basically. Any case, thanks guys for tuning in here for the Chen Reaction. We'll be right back here on Twitch for Ask J Chenzor for a very short period. Actually, we could probably go for a while because following that will be first attack. Uh, if you see this video, uh, definitely check on our YouTube for that episode of First Attack. We're going to be talking about frame advantage on First Attack. We're finally moving past the neutral. Going to be a very short First Attack episode. The last few First Attacks I've done have gone way longer than I originally intended them to. First Attacks were all supposed to be short 30 minute videos and then the last one was like two and a half hours or something. So I kind of messed up. So I'm gonna try to dial it back in and go back to the shorter episodes that I intended since the beginning. So. In any case, uh, be right back for you guys on Twitch. For those on YouTube, like and subscribe and let me know how much you are enjoying all the content that we are putting here on uh, youtube.com slash TV. Thanks, guys, and talk to you guys soon.
Hello everybody, welcome back to the Chenzor Dynasty here on twitch.tv slash jchenzor. My name is James Chen, and we just talked all about the Guilty Gear Strive netcode situation. They announced rollback. I'm super excited. I didn't even basically talk about the beta because they mentioned rollback and who cares now at this point? The beta, I mean the rollback, rollback? Oh my god, rollback? <laughs> That's so amazing. Okay, anyways, uh, we're here at Ask Jay Chenzor now, so if you guys want to ask some questions to me in the chat, I like to talk about whatever, uh, feel free to uh, use the at Jay Chenzor like Lanum just did here in the chat, or you can use the highlight my message method in by using the channel points as well. Again, if you guys subscribe to the channel, uh, I will try to feed my cats some treats, actually. I can't really do that right now because my cats are downstairs and they're not around, so I can't really do that. But in any case, let's uh, talk, to, let's answer some questions over here. But, you know, again, uh, if you do sub, if you do donate, subscribe, gift subs. To people, gift subs are super valuable because if you sub once yourself but you still want to support, you can also gift sub. Trying to get to 500 subs by the end of um, by the end of July. If I can get to 400 subs, then I I will make it a solemn promise that I will hire an editor for myself. If I can get to 400 subs. It will be a, I will make a sol, I will make a vow that I will get back to, that I will actually hire an editor and have someone do a lot of the editing work for me. So, uh, Lanum asks in this, uh, in his first question is, who do you think the new Strive character trailer will be for tomorrow? Uh, don't you mean characters, Lanum? Cause don't forget there was supposed to be a video at final round and a video at Brussels Challenge, right? I think there was supposed to be two different... There's supposed to be two different characters, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't know. They have the ability to throw in a bunch of loops, and the Frosty Faustings trailer with Faust didn't have that preview thing, right? It didn't have that thing where they kind of, like, showed someone else, so... Uh, I have a funny feeling because they were going to have two trailers, it's going to be one returning character and maybe one, you know, out of the blue character, maybe even a new character. Maybe they're finally going to show us who that one character they revealed at a long time ago, the, the weird, uh, that cyborg dude, I'm not even sure. Uh, maybe they'll show someone like Bridget will make a comeback. Uh, maybe... Uh, it's finally time to, to, to have Zato 1 show up again. Uh, I don't know. There's so many different possibilities at this point. Uh, who do I want? Of course I want Johnny. Please give me Johnny. Please give me Johnny. I want Johnny. Please give me my waifu Johnny. Please give me my waifu Johnny. Like, Guilty Gear Sign was so hard for me to play because I didn't have Johnny. Oh man, okay. Editor means more streams. Yes, Scooter Bombs, absolutely. Because then I won't be killing myself staying up until 6 a.m. editing and uploading and all that stuff. If I have someone who can do the process for me, um, 
Boy, that would be nice. That would be so nice. Absolutely. Uh, do you think rollback will be implemented in all Arxis games going forward? Uh, I'm sure that will depend on Guilty Gear Strive sales and reaction and stuff. So, again, even if it comes out and has a little bit of problems with it or if it's not implemented well, don't go rushing in and yelling at them and being like, oh, another Street Fighter V. I mean, who would make snap reactions like that to netcode fixes in this world, man? Like, who would possibly react without having any... <laughs> I'm still sorry for that, by the way. I'm still sorry for that, by the way. But, um, you know, honestly, um, just, uh, oh, shout out to the, suck my nuts, the Red Fox, 930,000. Um, but, uh, you know, please offer constructive feedback so that they can continue working on the net code and then if we can show them and the game sells well and the support for the game is overwhelming and again even though they're a japanese company most japanese video game companies look to the u.s sales okay this is straight facts okay even though they're developed in japan their goal is to sell it more in the U.S. because obviously the U.S. just has that many more people than Japan. So strong sales in the United States is what they're aiming for. So if Guilty Gear comes out and we support the game, especially if when it comes out we're still in some sort of quarantine, God, that would be half a year later, hope not. Uh, but if it comes out and everyone buys it and everyone plays it and it has, and an Arxis game has a robust ranked community, <gasps> like, that would be the sign that we need to send to them. And then, yes, 100% they will implement rollback netcode in all of their games because the results will be undeniable for them. Uh, thoughts on Fakuram in uh, Tekken 7? Yeah, I saw that they actually tried to make him a little bit taller. <laughs> so he reflected the trailer a little bit more. But uh, I don't know much about uh, that character uh, yet. So we haven't seen uh, that much yet. Um, to don't... Uh, you know, JP, one is CWB. I liked you at first, but then you started talking about how fun Zappa's ghosts are. And now I've just got to say I'm angry. <laughs> As a Johnny player who played a crap ton of XX against my friend who was a Zappa player, <laughs> I freaking hate ghosts. Dude, the worst part about it was is like every time I saw the ghosts, I'd be like, oh god, not the ghosts, anything but the ghosts. And then I would see the dog, and I'd be like, oh god, not the dog, anything but the dog! And then I'd get the sword, and I'd be like, oh god, the sword! Anything but the sword! Uh, yeah, it's kind of tough. Um, oh dang, uh, Hitoshura91 gifted a gift sub. I didn't see that. Oh, okay. So they gifted the sub forward. Oh, that's who gave it to the Red Fox 930,000. So suck my nuts, Hitoshura91! As well, thank you for paying it forward with the gifts of much appreciated. Um, let's see. 
Uh, yeah, Japan arcades are slowly closing. Have I ever wanted to be a game designer? Absolutely. That's the sole reason why I became a programmer, is I wanted to make video games. I even talked about the fact that I wanted to make a, um, a shmup as my first game, potentially. <laughs> I think that would be super fun. Uh, because I talked to the shmup guys here, and I was like, that's actually an easy game to, uh, Maybe try to start with just a concept or something. So I even talked about doing Unity learning streams where I would study Unity on stream and then everybody could learn with me and I could just do examples. You could see the stuff that I'm doing. I think that would be super sick. But again, I got stuck with the streaming editing cycle. And so again, if I can get an editor, which I, like I said, I'll try to get that even beforehand. But if I get to 400 subs, then I will get an editor like immediately, immediately because then I will have a little bit uh, extra income that I can push towards having an editor and that would be super, super cool. Uh, what the hell is Maiden and Spell? Jesus, but Man of Peerless Might, I have always wanted to design my own fighting game. Uh, I've always wanted to be a game combat designer or a balancer because I feel like I'm really good at that. I made the mistake today, well, Teppen made the mistake today of putting out a tweet that says, hey, community, if you wanted to balance the current season, how would you do it? And then I was like, oh, really? And then like seven tweets later, I finally finished uh, all of my suggestions. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Texman, like I said, if I could, I would. I've absolutely wanted to. I miss my Zelda and Chill streams so much. I miss the Zelda, the, the, the Zelda and Chill streams so much. I want to play Bloodstained Rituals of the Night. I want. There's so many games that I have. I want to play. I wanted to start Final Fantasy 15 at some point, and oh god, I had all these games that I wanted to play. But the editing cycle is so brutal, Texman. It's so brutal. Is there any games then I would remake? I've always wanted to make a new ER Kung Fu. I've always wanted to make a new Rival Schools. Uh, outside of that, you know, I just have a bunch of my own unique ideas. I have the one magical game that I will never ever tell anybody what my idea is. Because if I ever have a chance to make it myself, I would love to do that. And uh, I think it would be one of the most amazing games ever. But I think it would be uh, so much fun. But again, I don't want anyone stealing my ideas. So, <laughs> Dude, rock climbing in Breath of the Wild was so good. Oh, man. Uh, dude, no way. Projectiles are everything, X-Gamers. Projectiles are everything. Super Famicom, no clues. <laughs> no clues. Dude, Metroidvania games are the best, man. Metroidvania games are the best. Oh, God. They're so good. And honestly, they are by far the most enjoyable. <laughs> Suck my nuts, squid squiddle tits. Squiddle tits? Or is it squidlet its? I'm just going to call them squiddle tits. Suck my nuts, squidle tits. Um, or maybe it's squidle tits. Maybe he's French. Hello, I am squidle tits. So there you go. I think I'm going to call him squidle tits. There you go. 
Um, I, uh, yeah, fireballs are, uh, projectiles are a great mechanic. The reason why projectiles are so good of a mechanic is they make it so that full screen is a relevant distance. When projectiles are super, God, that's really hard to do. When projectiles are weak in fighting games, what ends up happening, I've talked about that Ryu Guile matchup. The reason why it's so good is because at full screen, one player has an advantage over the other player, and then here, more advantage, and then the other advantage. The full screen length is significant, and that's what projectiles create. When you get rid of projectiles, so for example, if you have a game like Tekken, Tekken is really about this distance and just this distance. You don't really get significant play when you run across. Nobody's strategy is to go a full screen away and, 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 and fight from there, you know? So I like the fact that, you know, or in Marvel, that Doom will jump up in the air and shoot photon shots, photon shots, all the way down across the screen and cover the screen that way. I like having that kind of dynamic of utilizing the entire play field. And so I really, really enjoy that. Um, <laughs> oh man, but, um, oh, a competitive shmup. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, is it, is it like twinkle star sprites or is it like, uh, war, war mech, war tech? What, what? God, I never second a Rondé? No, no, no. Um, This game, <laughs> Wartech, Wartech, Senko no Ronde. That's what this is. There you go. There you go. Is it more like this? It's more like Senko no Ronde. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I have played Battle for the Grid a tiny bit, Texman. Uh, just training mode stuff. I've never really put in official time into the game. Just trying to find combos, and it's kind of fun. Yeah, this is a U.S. release. This was a U.S. release a long time ago on the Xbox 360 WarTech! Senko Ronde. And it even just says Senko Ronde. It doesn't even say Senko no Ronde. It just says Senko Ronde. I don't even know if that butchers the Japanese or not. Yeah, I know. What is this? What is this dude with this gun over here? I mean... Ugh, U.S. box art, man. <clears throat> Oh, Senko no Ronde was released. It too was released in the U.S. Interesting. I did not know that. Okay. Um. Oh, that symbol. Okay, okay, that stands for no. Right. Okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Senko no Ronde uh, was pretty fun. I only played it one day, but it, it, it's. I didn't get a chance to uh, experience the subtleties of the game or anything like that, but definitely be interesting um, to try that out if I ever had time, Kiyobi, if I ever had time. 
Uh, let's see here. What else? What else here is going on? Any other questions from anybody? Again, I've got a first attack stream coming up. I'm trying to shorten them again uh, because I felt like I've accidentally gone a little bit too long. Uh, I've never played an Animal Crossing and I'm not going to because if I feel like if I play an Animal Crossing, I would probably lose my life to that game and I just do not want to do that at all <laughs> because uh, I already have enough hard time trying to find time to play all these games. I mean, I'm still playing Teppin despite the fact that all we're doing is going into action phases all day. Um, but you know, uh, I'm actually gonna contribute to that soon anyway, just to see how it goes. But um, any other questions out there from anybody? Uh, or else I'll just jump to the first attack right now uh, because again we don't need to extend Astray Chentor as long you know as long as there's no questions or anything like that. What is on my shirt? Mega Man 11. This is Mega Man 11. Here's all the 11 bosses up here in the gear system. Mega Man ready. This is available to you from 86.com. You can grab this at 86.com, and if you use that link uh, right there, then that means if you buy anything from 86.com, you also help support me. I'll get a small, tiny, bitty portion of the profits, but anything helps, so that's really cool. Thank you, Man of Peerless Might. I, you, I mean, until you watch me play fighting games, then all of a sudden all my chill disappears and I'm just mad and I yell and I get angry at everything and then I berate myself and I beat myself over the head at being so bad at fighting games, you know? Because <laughs> it's just how I am. Oh, man. Uh, do you work a JB or just stream and commentate? Right now, Bane, I only stream and commentate. Uh, I got let go of my job about four and a half years ago to try to do esports as a full time. Uh, I had been slowly burning through my savings for the last four years uh, because the job doesn't make any money. Uh, commentary and streaming doesn't make any money. Streaming can make money. I just did a bad job of streaming before. It was my fault that streaming wasn't making money. So I'm trying to do better now by streaming consistently. Uh, unfortunately, the audience hasn't been growing too much, which is kind of uh, tough. Uh, I'm not sure what the way to grow audiences is. But again, I, I think I just have to be consistent and just keep doing this all the time. Um, but I've been burning through my savings for the last four years. And then last year, I had to do home repairs, emergency home repairs to fix my roof, which cost me the rest of my savings. And uh, two days ago, uh, one of the reasons why I've been so bummed recently, I found out that I pretty much need to renovate my entire bathroom because the, the person who built this house built the master bathroom with a jacuzzi tub. And jacuzzi tubs suck. Don't ever get a jacuzzi tub because they leak. And so now the entire under my tiles and under my jacuzzi have been leaking and are flooded and all destroyed for the longest of time. And so I'm going to have to spend money that I do not possess <laughs> to fix that bathroom. So thank you, Atomic Number. Thank you, Atomic Number. And thank you, Forest613. Suck my nuts 
and suck my nuts atomic number. Yeah, Sajam has mentioned you grow your audience through YouTube and that is what I am trying to do right now. In fact, one person earlier in chat said they came here from YouTube. Much appreciated, so I'm working on that right now. I'm um, still working on that. I still do the Ultra Chen thing with David. Yeah, we still do Tuesday show on Tuesday every single time, uh, every single week. I did commentate the Tetris World Championships James Owl emoji. I definitely did, and that is super awesome. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Tetris is my favorite video game of all time. I'm significantly better at Tetris than I am at fighting games. So honestly, my channel should be a Tetris stream. <laughs> because then you would actually see me doing good <laughs> as opposed to when I'm playing fighting games. Uh, but again, fighting game community is where my heart is and is what I want to grow. Tetris can grow with or without me. Uh, I feel like I, I am one of the key factors of trying to help the fighting game community grow. Uh, so I want to put all my efforts here because this is my home. This is where I belong and this I feel like this is, has become my purpose in life kind of you know to try to help the fighting game community achieve a point where people can turn it into a career again it's not about making money I'm not trying to get rich and stuff like that I just want to be able to sustain myself so that I can help other people sustain themselves doing this it's not about what these esports guys are trying to do and saying look at this we're huge we're gonna make millions like I don't care about that I want the fighting game community to be self funding to be self-supportive and to be strong and have a strong enough fan base that the people who play can move on to production side of things once they stop playing and there's always enough room for production for coaches for teams for all sorts of things that fighting game players when they spend so much of their time learning fighting games and they can't stop they they have to stop playing fighting games whether it's because of some sort of carpal tunnel issue or they get married they fall in love and get married and start a family or you know tragedy strikes and they need to support their family or you know anything can happen that can derail your esports career and my goal is to have it so that if you do have to stop playing you have an avenue by which you can now transition your playing into something else that can still earn you money the problem right now is that you can't go to any job and hand him a resume that says look I'm a 10-year Street Fighter pro hire me because for them they're like what the hell does this have to do with my job so if we can create a self-sufficient industry that we can keep you know people working within our industry that's the important thing you see that so much in sports people become broadcasters they become analysts they become commentators you know and so on and so forth and so if we could get that to happen in the fighting game community that is the goal that is the absolute goal that we're trying to do uh, uh jonas and heather claim that i am trash at classic tetris they are right bane I am awful at Classic Tetris because Classic Tetris is a completely different game than Modern Tetris. I am very good at Modern Tetris, but Classic Tetris, if I played NES Tetris, I couldn't get past level 18. As soon as it gets to level 19 speed, I cannot survive at all because I do not know how to do Daz and I am not a hyper tapper. 
So I am not very, very good at uh, classic Tetris, no. I mean, Hostia, I had a 40% win rate on Tetris 99. I had a 40% win rate on Tetris 99. That is not half bad, okay? That's what I'm, ta that's what I'm telling you right now. Uh, if Evo happens, uh, I will definitely try to be there, randoms, really. <laughs> if it happens. Uh, are, am I good at Puyo Puyo Tetris? No, because I'm not good at Puyo Puyo. If it was only Tetris, then I could play. But I can't play Puyo Puyo to save my life. So I can't do that. Um, well, I mean, Tomo got out of fighting games because he fell in love and everything like that. And so, you know, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> um, yeah, when I shave? Yeah, exactly. Uh... I get even younger looking. Um, uh, you literally put video game tournament achievements on my resumes as leadership skills and decision making skills. Yep, that's correct. Uh, it's actually, I don't know what it's made out of. I think it's plastic, but it's very strong. Like you can see, like I'm not squeezing hard, but like I can't even get it to bend at all. This was at a, uh, a Mortal Kombat launch event, and they had these cups for drinks, and when I drank, I was like, this cup is amazing! So I kept the cup, and I kept it, and I took it home, and I washed it, and now I use it for my drinks. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, are you just being a troll here? Are you just being a troll? Shout out to that. Suck my nuts, that mean scene. Suck my nuts. Uh, oh, God. As part of Sega's 60th anniversary, something is being teased that's seemingly fighter-related. The announcement will be made on the 25th of March 2020. I mean, look, if this doesn't turn out to be Virtual Fighter 6 with guy in Karate Gi standing here with a 6, what, what does that say in Japanese over there? Oh, there's probably like 60th anniversary, but I mean, come on, come on. Oh, is that the artist who did the Mega Man shirt that I have? Uh, Shobu James? Yeah, they got they got really good artists for all of their shirts at 86. But again... But it says in six days and look at the way six is written! 
Look at the way six is written. 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 It can't be written that way for no goddamn reason. It can't be written that way for no goddamn reason. I mean, seriously, like, why would you write the six that way? to be around. And why would virtualfighter.com be the one to throw this out there? Did they talk to virtualfighter.com to help them with this promotion? I mean, it's not like virtualfighter.com is writing it as like speculation. Suck my nuts, Nauticon. Suck my Nauticon. Um, they're saying, as a part of Sega's 60th anniversary, something is being teased that's seemingly fighter-related. The announcement will be made on the 25th of March 22. What could it be? It wasn't like, hey, speculation. This could maybe be referring to a new Virtua Fighter. Like, they're literally not saying that, which means it feels like they're in on it. It feels like they're in on it. Oh, <laughs> Sonic 6. <laughs> Comes out, gotta go fast. Everybody was he's so mad, dude. Oh god. Until the birth, six days. Until the birth, six days. Like the thing about it is, Sega would know that if they put out that image. With that six written that way and that kind of a tease that if it wasn't Virtua Fighter, everybody would burn Sega down, right? We, we, come on, like every, Sega knows that you can't put an image like that and, what? Okay, ah. Yes, Sega Sagata Sanshiro is a thing, <laughs> but I don't, dude, if it's, what if they put Sagata Sanshiro in Virtua Fighter 6? What if they put him in Virtua Fighter 6? <laughs> Watch, they just announce, it's the Sega Genesis 6. <laughs> they just announced the Sega Genesis 6, and we're all like, and Sagata Sanshiro comes out and he's like, oh, Sega Genesis 6, and he punches a giant Sega Genesis controller and that's it.
I like this though. I like having all this good news in the fighting game community. I like having this good news in the fighting game community. I, 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 it's such a good time to finally get all this kind of stuff going on. If this is what it turns out to be. If this is what it turns out. Space Channel 6? Left, right, choo, choo, choo. There you go. Oh, I even did it correctly, too. I don't know if I did it right on purpose or not. For those of you who don't know, I'm completely dyslexic with left and right. So I did it wrong for me, but I did it correctly for you guys. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Can't overhype myself. Keep myself calm and collected. All right. All right. You know what? Let's do this. Let's go to first attack coming up next. As I said, going to be a very short episode. Going to try to bring the lengths of the first attack episodes back down to a reasonable length. So I'm not throwing out. I mean, like, what was the last one? The last one was divided into... Uh, 22 minutes, 28 minutes, and 28 minutes. Like, each episode was supposed to be 20, 30 minutes. And, uh, my first attacks have kind of gone off the rails in terms of how long they are. So, uh, I'm going to try to reel that back, and I'm going to try to bring them down in length again. The first one was 40 minutes, then it was, uh, 40 minutes... And then I had a hour long episode and then an hour and 13 minute long episode and then a 40 minute episode and a 35 and yeah so all these were too long so I'm going to be trying to bring it back down in length so don't be surprised if the first attack episode is surprisingly shorter today. Uh, but like I said, that's that's the idea. I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to make things a little bit shorter to make it a little bit easier to... Uh, uh, yeah, honestly, Attack Vectors probably uh, needs more, to be honest. Uh, but uh, I, there's definitely a lot more concepts that I'll be talking about as time goes on. So, all right, guys, thanks for tuning in here for the Ask Jay Chenzo episode. You just saw a live reaction to the potential Virtua Fighter 6 announcement here. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, so, uh... Oh, thank you, man of Peerless Maya. I hope, I hope, uh... Other people have been enjoying that content in First Attack. But it's coming up next. So, guys, do not go anywhere. If you are here on Twitch, First Attack coming up right after this. All about frame advantage. If you are watching this on YouTube, check to see if the First Attack episode is up. If not, then it'll be up very, very shortly potentially on Monday, depending on how quickly I can get these things edited. But in the meantime, thank you guys for tuning in here for Ask Jay Chenzor. Like and subscribe and comment below uh, if it's not Virtua Fighter 6, what could Sega actually be teasing with that post, with that picture? What do you think that they're teasing if the answer cannot be Virtua Fighter 6. All right, guys. <laughs> Thank you, guys, and I will see you soon.